0: and I would like to welcome you back to episode 18. You all are officially the world's best audience. I can't even begin to tell you how fantastic you all are. I love you guys. You're absolutely the best listeners in the world, the best audience. I feel super connected with each of you. And I just want to say a quick thank you again to each of you. Thanks again for coming back for one of these pre-recorded episodes while I'm traveling in the United States. I'm very excited to be back here in Italy, actually. But I'm also looking forward to a quick visit to the States and to see some family, and that's going to be great. So just as we are preparing to leave, Italy is really, truly starting to open back up. I'm very, very, very happy that we have... The opportunity to experience just a tiny little bit of Italy being reopened again. We're back into a yellow zone. They're about ready to remove the restriction of being out past 10 o'clock at night, which has been one of the, one of the things that has really been the, one of the most difficult for me. Not being able to be out past 10 o'clock at night for someone like me, who is a natural night owl. I actually love to go for walks at night. I like to you know, be at someone's house till late in the evening or have people over to our house till late in the evening visiting. And so that's been one of the hardest parts, I think. So I'm really happy that that, that, that restriction is being lifted for the 10 o'clock curfew. And also very happy that we're able to eat in restaurants again, at least outside in restaurants. What I'm gonna be talking about today is something that I think is relevant to anyone who loves Italy, no matter what age you are. And so I'm going to share what is required. I'm also going to share a little bit about the medical information that goes along with retiring in Italy and establishing your residency in Italy. Retiring in Italy does not necessarily mean spending the entire 12 months a year in Italy. It's very likely that you have grandkids, family, brothers, sisters, children that you're going to want to visit. And of course, you're going to obviously want them to come visit you in Italy, but You're going to probably want to go visit them. It's probably much easier for a couple or a single person to get on a plane and go visit their whole family in their home country than it is for the whole family to get on a plane and travel to them. Same thing with my family. So the great thing is you can purchase property in Italy. And I've touched on this very briefly in previous episodes, but as a non-citizen and a non-resident, you can purchase property in Italy and That doesn't bring with it an enormous amount of rights, meaning that you can't stay in Italy for longer than 90 days at a time. So three months at a time you can stay in Italy. Then you have to be out of Italy for a month. Then you can return for another three months at a time. So let's break it down for what a year would look like if you purchase property in Italy, but you don't plan to live in Italy year round and you don't plan to try to go through maybe you're not eligible for what the requirements are that I'm going to share with you or maybe you're just not interested in staying in Italy that long anyway so let's let's say that you're a person who is interested in purchasing a property in Italy you like the fact that the housing prices are are good in Italy right now you can get some good deals but also you're not interested in necessarily staying in Italy or going through all the paperwork required for whatever your reasons are. So let's say that you arrive in Italy on January 1st. So your three months in Italy starts on January 1st. So you're able to be there January, February, and March. So before April 1st, you would hop on a plane and you would be gone for the entire month of April. So now that's your first trip outside of the country. And whether that's traveling around to other countries or going back to your home country, whatever. So you're gone for 30 days. Then you return on May 1st and you stay for the whole month of May, the whole month of June, the whole month of July. And then August comes. You go on another trip back to visit family or wherever. And you stay from August until September. Then you come back in September and you stay September, October, and November. Then At the end of November, right before Christmas, perfect time to go spend a month where wherever you want to go back to spend a month with family, you go back and you spend Christmas with your family for the month of December and then back in, in January. Now, of course, that's just a hypothetical scenario. So as you can see, you can break it up so that you go on about three or four trips a year outside of Italy while still owning property in Italy, let's say that you set it up so that you have a vacation rental in Italy, you can have that vacation rental, rent your property out the months that you're not there. So it brings in an income. If you follow that exact same yearly hypothetical plan that I just sort of came up with, for example, if you were gone for the entire month of August, which is a very hot month, um, very... In most of Italy, it's very hot in in the month of August in Italy, and some people love that. some people don't love that. And so maybe you're from a cooler climate or maybe you're in a place like Australia that has opposite climates or a place like South America that has the opposite climate, the opposite seasons. So you wanted to you know escape some of that heat. Well, the great thing is if you happen to be gone for that month of August, then you could rent your property out in August, which is the most high demand time of the year for vacation rentals. So anyway, so there's scenario one. You are not a resident, but you do own property in Italy. And you are there for just 90 days, three months at a time. That might work perfectly for somebody. That might make you feel like you have one foot in Italy and you own property there and then one foot in the United States or wherever you happen to live, and that might work perfectly for you. For me personally, that would be difficult to be on such a strict schedule. And I have a feeling that that would be a little bit challenging for most people because there's no flexibility there. And there's also, like I talked about in one of the previous episodes about booking flights, you're also a little bit limited on your flights because you really have to choose to fly in these very specific windows. Anyway, just something to consider. It's, it's a plan that can work if you, maybe you're only wanting to spend three months in the spring and th- three months in the fall in Italy. And you have no intention of spending, maybe you only want to spend six months a year. Well, then things get a little bit more flexible for you. So it depends on how you want to, really how you want to design your life. And I really think that it's important for us to realize we can design our lives I used to not realize that I, I sort of compare at one point in my life, I I realized I was like a bottle with a cork in it floating in the ocean and and wherever the tides were taking me or the winds were blowing, that's where I would end up. I, I sort of, I sort of didn't realize that, that everything in life is a choice and you can decide. And for a long time in my life, I sort of allowed life to carry me along. And I said yes to certain opportunities. And I was fortunate in some ways. And in other ways, I realized that I just sort of allowed life to just carry me along. And as that bottle bobbing in the ocean, I didn't really like every shore that I washed up on. And so I think it's I think it's really important to know that we can design our lives. That's my little bit of life experience that I've gotten over the years. So, okay, option number two. Let's say that you are not really eligible right off the bat for citizenship, but you would like to become a resident of Italy because let's say you want to have some pets in Italy and you want to have chickens and you want to have some livestock and you want to have a garden and you want to have things that would sort of keep you in Italy for more of an invested, more permanent kind of stay. And maybe you're only going to make one trip a year out of Italy to go visit people, or maybe People are going to come and visit you. Maybe you're going to treat your your kids and your grandkids to flights and say, you guys, anytime you want to come and visit, come and visit. Maybe you live in the United Kingdom and it's very easy to hop on a train or to hop on a plane and to come, you know, come to Italy. So everybody's got their own unique situation and you have to figure out what's going to work great for you and your family. But let's say that you are wanting to spend more time in Italy than less so. In that case, you would want to get what is called an elective residency visa or an elective residence visa. So in order to get that, what you would need to do, and this is if you are retiring in Italy, you could technically retire at any age in Italy if you met these requirements. And here's what the requirements are. So for an individual, you would need to have 2,600 euros Per month in passive income. That comes out to about 31,000 euros per year in passive income. Now, what is passive income? What 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 would their definition in Italy of passive income to meet this requirement be? Well, it could be rental income. It could be dividends. It could be 401k payouts. It could be a pension. It could be com- combined with social security. It could be it could be if you have a rental rental property. Let's say you're going to rent out your home. Let's say you're going to continue to own your home, but you're going to rent it out. Any way that you can show that you have 2,600 euros coming into your account, into a bank account that you can spend in cash every month consistently or more than you qualify. However, on top of that, 31,000 euros per year, you would need to also show in a bank sitting in a liquid cash reserve, you would need to show that same annual amount for one year sitting in a bank account. So that means if you are required to have that 31,000 euros per year, you need to also show that in a bank account you have 31,000 sitting there in liquid cash. Now, for some people that might sound totally easy for other people that might be like okay I need to boost up my savings I can I can definitely meet that requirement on the passive income per month but I don't necessarily have that much in savings right now I would need to either sell a car or just save for a few extra years or whatever you need to do but you know what your life is now remember I'm talking here in euros let's just say let's just transfer this into dollars in in today's current exchange rate which is about a dollar 20 to each euro. So for dollars, you would need to have $3,142 approximately per month in passive income. And that would be about $37,000 a year. And then you need to have $37,000 sitting in an account somewhere in cash. So that gives you an idea. Now, the good thing is if you are a couple, then it's much more advantageous because if you, let's say you both have an income maybe you both have social security combined with pensions or retirements or whatever. It's much less per person. So you would only need 38,000 euros per year if you're a couple. And then again, showing 38,000 euros in an account somewhere. So for two people, it's certainly better. So just keep that in mind. Now quickly, medical insurance. So let's say, okay, you meet all those requirements. You meet the passive income requirements for the month, you have that amount sitting in an account somewhere, you're going to sell your house, you're going to easily have that amount of money, you've got dividends, you've got stocks, you've got whatever it is that's paying you those that monthly passive income, so you're set there. No problems on the, on the finance, financial side. So you get your elective residence visa, and you're well on your way. Now, you're trying to figure out, okay, Italy is my new home, but how do I go about Getting medical insurance that's a huge concern for anyone, but especially someone that's in retirement years. you want to make sure that you have very reliable health care that's that's a very very important thing It's an important thing for anyone at any age but it, when you're at, when you're at retirement age it's something that you're even more mindful of so Italy has a really wonderful plan for those who want to eventually become part of their health care system so what you do is you pay a one-time payment for the whole year of somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000 for the whole year for medical. After that first year that you've paid that one-time payment of about $2,000 for a medical insurance policy in Italy, once you've done that, then you are eligible after that point to become part of, as a resident of Italy, you are then, after that first year, Eligible to become part of the Italian medical system, which is totally free healthcare. Now, for some people, that alone might be the determining factor of why they're wanting to move to Italy, because of that. Now, of course, there are no guarantees. We don't know, we don't know what's going to happen in any country, in any government around the world. If we just look at history, we know that that there's no guarantees that this is going to last forever in Italy. But it certainly is there now, and it seems to not be going anywhere anytime soon. Italy is the eighth largest economy in the world. So, you know, it's a, it's a factor. It's a major, major force in the world. Italy produces and, and exports a lot of products, and although there are some areas of the country that are a little bit less developed and have less in the way of manufacturing, Those areas oftentimes are the areas that are producing more of the agricultural goods, things like wine and olive oil and so on. This is all just stuff that you have to figure out what works best for you, for yourself. Now, of course, the ultimate would be to get citizenship. And there are pathways to citizenship. I will talk in the future about how someone who does not have a family connection, lineage, and and they are not, planning to become a citizen those ways, what is the path to become a citizen, an Italian citizen, and what are the requirements? So I'll get into that in another episode. But for now, mainly focused on retiring and getting your residency first, that that would still be your first step. So in a previous episode, I talked about the cost of living in Italy, and the Italian government has done a pretty good job of figuring out what someone could comfortably survive on in Italy. Whether they were renting a place, whether they owned a place, depending on where they live. Now, if you are living in Milan, or you're living in Rome, or in Florence, or somewhere like that, Venice, where you've got much higher living expenses because you're in a city, and because of tourism, and because of the popularity of that city, because of the industry that's there, the prices are just higher. It might be very difficult for you to to get by on as a single person, that minimum of 2,600 euros per month. That might be difficult Combi- You know, if you're, if you're having to pay rent in a big city and, and your living expenses might be high and it might be a really kind of a tight squeeze for you. However, there are many, many places in Italy that are so much less expensive for rents, for restaurant prices, etc., So you just have to decide what kind of a lifestyle you can afford, what kind of a lifestyle appeals to you, and how do you want to live? How do you want to survive? What fits best into your situation? If you find yourself in a slightly smaller city that you've got access to airports or you've got access to trains in that city, you could easily survive without having a car. Maybe you have a little Vespa, but you really, really can survive in Italy. If you have a city that has a train, that train will always be able to take you through some connections to an airport, to other train stations that you can make other connections. And you can either take a train out of the country, or you can take a train to a bigger city, or you can take a train to another region, wherever you want to go. The train system in Italy will get you there. And that's the amazing thing is if you want to keep your living expenses low, live in a walkable city live in a part of the city that you can easily access everything you could ever need. Use that, all that walking as your daily exercise, which makes you feel so good and just not have to worry about parking a car, not have to worry about insurance, not have to worry about filling it up with gas. Gas is a little bit expensive in Italy right now. You buy gas in Italy by the liter, and those liter prices are, are, are fairly high and probably going to continue to go higher. In fact, one of the things that we are considering is getting an electric vehicle. I know they are currently building a Tesla factory in Germany. And when that's up and running, I have a feeling we might be getting a Tesla, maybe a Tesla SUV or a Tesla car, but the cost of charging a vehicle in Italy, because electricity prices in Italy are are fairly low, and I've even seen in our town here, I've even seen charging stations for teslas and i've seen teslas charged you know charging at these outdoor public spots where you can park for free and charge your car and of course you could do it at your home as well but so anyway that's just that's something to consider if you are going to get a car maybe maybe italy is the place to invest into these amazing new electric vehicles that are hitting the market now that are just getting better and better all the time so anyway all stuff to consider when you're planning to retire or move to Italy. So I hope that gave you a little peek into what it would take to become an Italian resident, to spend part of your year in this beautiful country. If you have any questions, of course, you can reach out to me, but I'm going to continue to talk about these topics and share what I learn with you as I get to know and as I speak to people and as I interview people about this process, I want to be a resource to those of you who are interested in making that hop over the pond or wherever you happen to live in the world to this wonderful country of Italy. Okay, so that brings us to our Italian proverb of the week. And here's today's proverb. Una gabbia fatta d'oro non nutre l'uccello dentro de essa. And that means... Cage made of gold does not feed the bird inside of it. Isn't that incredible? A cage made of gold does not feed the bird inside of it. Una gabbia fatta d'oro non nutre l'uccello dentro di essa. That will mean something different to everyone who hears it. So that brings us to our surrounding sound for the day, and today's surrounding sound is the sound of us sitting outside the Osteria, the little the little cafe where you can get drinks, you can get beer, you can get Prosecco, you can get whatever you want, an aperitivo. And it's right next to the old medieval church that's right along the canal in downtown Coniano, in one of the oldest parts of the city. And so we had our little aperitivo, our spritz, we were Visiting, having having a bite to eat there, and then afterwards we went across the street and got a little espresso, macchiato, had some coffee, and this was with some aunts and uncles and mama as we're preparing to leave Italy. We were kind of making our rounds and saying goodbyes. It's it feels like we're preparing to leave for a much longer period than just five weeks, but anyway, I know we're going to be back soon and. As excited as I am to be traveling, I'm also very much excited to be coming back. So while we were sitting there having our coffee, the bells for that church started ringing. And that church has a very, very distinctive chime to its its bells. It's a very distinctive tune. And it's different from all the other bells in the other churches in the city. So I captured that as well. So enjoy those surrounding sounds and I will be back afterwards to say goodbye. No no no, perché mio amico ma era mia, pegona. Eh, esatto. è Un la sicura, Questa vola rubbi un carasso. Ho non ti ha in prezzo, se li mangi. eh si, eh, sì. no, e, è peccato. No, guarda, io l'ho messa quasi. ma andiamo a mangiare è peccato, è peccato. mangiati, se no fuso. questi. ma è già così. si si si. è si vede troppo il subito. ma attenzione. non è nemmeno come è le ya se se le no le nada I hope you enjoyed those sounds from our last week here in Italy before traveling. Thank you so much for coming back and sharing episode 18. I look forward to being back here with you next week at the same time. In the meantime, take care, stay healthy, God bless, ciao, ciao, ciao.